and we're up and running. Super. Well, hello, my darling, incredible, beautiful, powerful listeners, women who are new to business, who are exploring themselves and just looking for relatability, looking for that behind the scenes of what happens with you know, the the things that we're seeing on social media or in email marketing, but what's actually going on behind. And you know that this is the space and place to to feel heard and to feel validated in where you are in your journey. So welcome to another episode of Powerful Link Startup Stories. Today, I'm joined by Heather Doran, who has just, I've met her in the online space through um, a common mentor, Tracy Litt. You might have mentioned, you might have mentioned her once or a thousand times. <laughs> throughout the, the space um, of being here. Um, and so Heather, it's just been really awesome to watch her grow and expand um, who she is and how she's showing up to serve. And so she lives on like a rural property. I think you've moved, Heather, since I first met you. Um, and she's just designing her dream life, which the next version includes alpacas, which is super fun. Um, you know, to be keeping some real farmish animals. But she actually comes from like an accounting and bookkeeping background, right? So we might think that, that uh, well, I think, and yes, this might, is going to sound a bit judgmental, but it's meant with love. It might be a bit boring. But at the same time, bookkeeping is essential because what provides for us other than God or universe is money comes in and takes care and gives us choices, right? So I don't mean having like a gazillion dollars, but being a good steward of something that provides for you, something that empowers you. And so bookkeeping was a, a good start. Accounting was a good start for you, Heather, but you you felt a desire, you felt a call to more. And so you opened your heart and started that. And what really drew me in and um, uh, wanted me to have a conversation with you is getting into this next level of what you've learned through your bookkeeping business and in further empowering business owners in managing themselves and their business in a unified and effective way rather than being a victim to their status quo or um, the environment that sort of misled them in believing certain things. So welcome to the show. Um, tell us what you do and who you serve and why you love it. And then let's just tear this all apart because we were having such a beautiful time in the preamble already. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you so much for inviting me. Um, this was a surprise. I and well, when I first read your uh your comment, I saw something about like strategy, and I don't know, I scanned it, and I was like, what is this? And so anyway, I'm I'm really excited to be here, and I really appreciate you know being able to talk to all of your listeners. I mean, I essentially help people with the underlying things that are going on with their finances. That's really kind of where I, I've kind of, I love doing that. Um, but kind of on the outside, what people see is I offer, um, CFO services, which is, you know, essentially that finance bookkeeping, and then also the operations for owners and, uh, business owners and managers leaders. So just that kind of all encompassing, but, this has really led me down a deeper journey to ask the questions like, why, <laughs> why is, 
you know, why do you feel so, so much anxiety around your money? Why is it so hard to open your bank account? Why mm -hmm. just why all of these things? And so that's really led to this, this deeper level of healing that I get to help people experience. Yeah. And restore a relationship with maybe like an estranged child, right? Like, yeah, well, it's all inner. I mean, I do I a lot of inner child work. Um, and I play with my own inner child a lot. Um, <laughs> daily, uh, a lot, yeah. you know, I do have uh different like I you know stuffed animals or um I have conversations with myself I do a lot I will do like left-handed writing you know mm -hmm. to talk to my inner child that type of thing because really it's a lot of this work is really healing that inner child and it's helping that inner child understand that like you're safe now you're mm -hmm. okay now and really bringing that level of understanding that you've always been there and really you've always been there for yourself, even in those very, um, those moments where it just, you felt very alone or you felt overwhelmed or whatever it was. And, you know, I have done a lot of work with the subconscious and, you know, really and truly, if you think about it, the subconscious is really like uh, a four-year-old child. Yeah. So and all the stories are coming from that, it's that your underpinning software. of the four-year-old child. Yeah. So the, like the operating system that you start with, where your inner awareness connects to the outer environment and starts to make associations and conclusions about what you're experiencing based on what you know as a young human experiencing the world yeah and, exactly and so and that, that's really where we get our understanding of you know pretty much everything but especially money mm -hmm. you know which relates to all of these things so you know, very young, if you really look back and how you developed your unworthiness story or unloved story, uh, mm -hmm. that's really going to unveil a lot of things. So, you know, a lot of people have this deep uh, feeling of, of being left or, or, you know, that they're going to be, you know, you're just going to abandon me type of a thing. And so that deep story is connected to, feeling abandoned. And so basically everything that you try to accomplish throughout your life or these new things that you try to do, that story comes in and it's like, no, 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 that's going to, you're going to, that person's going to abandon you, that new job. It's, it's not going to be reliable. It's, there's going to be this abandoned situation. And, you know, like I said, if this is, is one of the underpinning stories. And so it seeds into everything that we try to do that's new. And so, you know, you can only push and hustle through so much of that. And mm -hmm. so the reason why this is connected to your money, it's because everything you do is really kind of coming out in how you show up in the world. So if you have this abandoned story, then you are not going to be so likely to maybe be as visible. You might not put your resume in certain places. You might not try new, you know, like bigger things. You might not try certain things with your business. Um, so this is how it kind of 
comes out in these pieces. And then ultimately, it really is how we um, are able to make our money or make more money or have these edges of wealth in our life. Because we really have this kind of four-year-old child really running the program and running the experiences. And, you know, you've described that so beautifully. And I just turned 42. And so it's 38 years of time between current self and four-year-old self. And that's a, a long time to have um, a, a train going around in the trains of thought on the same track. It's also very distant. Like, do I remember, what do I remember from age four, right? And yet it's still influencing nearly four decades later. And so what are some ways that we can start to heal ourselves and, you know, comfort that child to make those things right? Because online business or or brick and mortar, we want to make money. We want to also, you know, find more purpose and heart-centered service to provide in the world. Um, and these two versions of ourselves, if they aren't working in unison, will it sounds like inhibit the success of the current self. But if I can't remember, or I'm like so completely unaware and um, presumably or superficially detached from that four-year-old self, you know, how does, for example, from bookkeeping, do you manage to push on that client's heart and bring them into that because it it you guys it is an intimate relationship like i've worked as online business manager super intimate you're in the thick of everything bookkeeper same thing and and in clients i've seen their relationship with their bookkeeper and it's like you don't clean the house before the maid comes over <laughs> yeah in certain yeah cases. we i mean and especially in operations like we see all of the things and it, it's a gift and a curse because it, it is, you know, if you're working with somebody who, um, you know, they're maybe presenting one way and, yeah. um, and you, you know, kind of what's happening behind the yeah. scenes, yeah. then it, it, it does become one of those situations that does eat up at you. Come here. My dog wants to come up. Oh, good. Um, so, I mean, to answer your question, like, how do you get from, you know, to kind of understand that this is even happening, right? Or, you know, to your point, like, but I don't remember. So, you know, the thing that we have to really come back to is um, the body never lies. Mm -hmm. And what we have to start doing, especially as women, we've been taught to ignore our bodies. And really, I think this is a whole society thing. I mean, we see it, you know, I was actually just talking to my dad a couple of weeks ago. And I said, when you wake up in the morning and you don't feel good and you have to go to work, you know, you feel physically ill and you have to go to work. What is the first thing that you do? Mm -hmm. You ignore your body mm -hmm. and you tell your body to hush. No, I am not sick. You do this like mental game with yourself mm -hmm. to say, no, you are not sick. You feel fine and you push through. And so we have done this, 
you know, even as a child, we've been taught, no, it's fine. Go to school. I mean, yeah. ha there's just sick people walking all over. That's why we just get sick. That's why when kids yeah. go back to school, because it's like, no, we, because there's a lot of things there too, but we have had this whole, you know, millennia to ignore our body and be trained to ignore our body. And so what we have to do is we have to really start to recognize and settle down uh, and notice these things that our body is telling us. And so one of the first things that um, I started doing, and, you know, Tracy teaches us to do this as well. When, when I started working with Tracy, she had us do what we call breathing alarms five times a day. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was really this, you know, 90 second breathing, but what I did and what I, and what I encourage clients to do is not only are you doing this breathing, you are also simultaneously noticing like it's literally like if you can be out here, yeah. you are noticing like at that moment, okay, how am I feeling right now? Like, is my stomach in knots? Um, are my legs feeling tight? My arms feeling tight? Whatever it is, right? Like, do I have a headache? You want to really notice in that moment and then notice like what was happening right before that alarm went off or that time that you noticed let's say your stomach is in knots because what happens is, is you can start to be like, Oh, I just got an email from so-and-so and I've been in this back and forth thing and I've been tensed up and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And so what it does is it starts to create these connections to, you know, when this happens, my body feels this thing. Mm -hmm. And so eventually you start to, and then you notice, okay, well, when I go to open the app on my phone to look at my money, I start to tense up or I, a lot of my clients actually, they like have this massive anxiety before they get on the phone with me. I didn't realize that was happening. They started telling me, they're like, I've been nervous for this for two days to meet with you. And I'm just um, like, okay, well, that's great information. Tell yeah. me more. Yeah. And so it's given me this opportunity to support on mm -hmm. such a deeper level. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you are coming from the situation to like, I don't even remember what happened when I was four years old or this young version of me, um, that's where it's, it's not necessarily important to know what happened. It's important that you're tuning into your body mm -hmm. because your body remembers and your body mm -hmm. is sending that signal from whatever's happening in your body up to your brain and yep. your brain under the like subconscious remembers and it's having a remembering and then it's triggering that to say, Oh, you know, remember when this happened this, this, and this. And so you need to become fearful and aware and all the things, which sends the signal back down to the body. So mm -hmm. it's this loop of, you know, I remember that uncomfortable time. This is very similar. Don't do that. Send a signal to the body. Stop, beware, run, mm -hmm. bear. Yeah. So, and that shows up in like, for example, visibility, right? So there's an experience that we feel becoming visible and we're like, but I don't know why I'm uncomfortable. Okay. Mm -hmm. But there's something happening. And so what we have to do 
is we have to talk to almost envision you're talking to that little person and you're like, it's okay. You are safe right now. We are just going to go and we're going to talk to people on a camera. Really, it's talking to ourselves, and nobody is going to come. Like we are completely safe right now. The temperature is beautiful. I'm going to be right here with you this whole time. And we're just going to share this message. And it's just, it's almost like you're really, it's that reparenting. It's like, you're really Mm -hmm. talking to your, your little child about like, we are safe. We are okay. And so this is, it's just a, a process of constantly reminding that little part of yourself that you're safe. Yeah, it's, you know, when you started describing so beautifully the reaction to suck it up buttercup with the body if you wake up not feeling well, um, it, it was breaking my heart in some ways because it's a misalignment of our culture of how to, you know, push through and um, go and do the, I don't know, like the old ways of making money and and of having to do it rather than a a holistic and loving and nurtured way so maybe this masculine feminine energy whereas when we're babies and getting our initial software program there's constant touch there's constant um, response to any type of expression there's constant care and adoration really like I mean if if anybody's hung out with a newborn if we we go mental right we're just like ah, with a tiny little human all the time and very early like my daughter's in kindergarten and she's already having to live in this nine to five schedule right of getting up and going to school even if she's tired even if she's unwell even if you know because I'm I have to get to work and so on so yeah um the natural flow of human evolution, more like the animal flow, right? And in like the non-institutionalized systems is loving and soft and responsive. But in certain cultures, it has really evolved away from that and causes this breach that um, shows up in different ways and what's great about how you articulated the um, the way that the body remembers is that yes we don't have to necessarily go back to four-year-old but we can clue hunt at current age and stage to look for you know indication of triggers and patterns in ourselves that give us information about where we might want to slow down and take a deeper look. And so that's not very hard and it doesn't require certifications or schooling or anything. It just requires slowing down and which is extremely uncomfortable there. And that's That's where, that's where the brain and the Mm -hmm. body say like, whoa, hold on. Mm -hmm. This is, uh, this doesn't feel good. I don't, I don't want to keep doing this. And this is, this is where you have to remind yourself that, no, this is my, 
I am in charge of the brain. Mm -hmm. Like I am choosing to sit with this, to sit with this discomfort because it's, I don't necessarily think that it's, it's like a pain. Like, yes, it is like, it's an ache, but I, I guess I would say it's like an ache. It's a discomfort. Um, and you know, like I've really pushed myself to not, um, like not take ibuprofen or not take certain like, you know, things because, um, you know, I will it sometimes when it gets a certain thing, but I've really been working with my body to like, okay, what do you need right now? Do you need me to get up and walk around? Do I need to stretch? Do I need to rub it? Do I, you know, that type of thing? Because really, again, we have just become masters of masking what is discomfortable or uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's part of our adaptive behavior because that's what we have needed to do to survive. We've had to. And, you know, in order for, you know, mom and dad to get up and and go to work, like we had to do certain things and we watched them mask in certain ways and it created this cycle in our communities, in our economy, because that's just how we had to survive. And this is where I feel really passionate about, um, like we need to wake up and we need to realize that, we are safe and we can survive different ways, which is why, you know, that was a big calling for me to move out into the country mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to really figure out how I could own my schedule a little bit more. That was massively important to me because, you know, I was also stuck in the cycle of, you know, commuting to work when I felt sick or, when all the things and I raised my son the same way. And, and it's been one of those really painful situations, you know, looking back and saying like, this does not fulfill my life. And I think what's pushed me the most is when I see people like pass away, you know, people, and especially people that, you know, they're, they're at retirement age or getting ready to retire, or they have shortly retired And they've, you know, wanted to do all these things and then they pass away. And, you know, Tracy tells us all the time, nobody's getting out alive. Mm -hmm. And so it's really creating that environment about how do I want to be living my days and slowly incrementally trying to figure out how to move your way in that direction. And that's what I'm passionate about helping people do. And it is incredibly transformative because when we make that shift, it's like a new reality presents itself. And when you first peek through or, you know, tap into a greater awareness, there's no going back. You just, yeah, you can't unsee it. You can't unsee (laughs) it. And and now you're like a a bit more awakened and, and dreaming again and thinking of what is possible again. And it can happen slow and steady. And some people, you know, seemingly overnight, but it's never really overnight. It's years and years and years. And then uh, a culmination of it. So 
Um, and it's, it's incredibly beautiful. And so, you know, my own transformation was hustling to grow an online business, hustling to, uh, you know, still be working my job, hustling to this. And, the, the, and now I'm doing all those things and more, by the way, exciting. If I haven't announced this on the show yet, I'm now a girl guide leader <laughs> and my daughter's oh, girl wow. guide, which is like, hello, impact. Hello, beautiful, young, delicious yes. babies of the world. Um, and, and, you know, it'll girl guides as, as far as business systems is like, unbelievable it it just blew my mind but in all of these things doing them and feeling so joyful and feeling so calm and and not frazzled at all which then makes me such a better mom to my darling little five-year-old to my budding teenager you know to just really be present and has changed my schedule too where the evenings are pretty much wide open, which just feels like sunshine on the beach, which is, you know, my favorite thing. So, um, and, and I'm just getting started, right? Like this is a year or so into the transformation and acclimatizing to it. And now this starts to churn its own momentum and bring more and more along to it. And um, it's in a daily practice in a daily slowing down. So those breathing alarms, if there's one thing that you're going to, you know, listeners take away from this is use your smartphone to be smart and be shockingly um, aware of when that alarm goes off of how you respond to it. And, you know, and then watch that grow and change over time because, um, full honesty when those alarms would go off I'd be like uh and snooze it but then it's haunting me it just keeps coming back you know and now it's like oh yes thank you and everything just stops and I work in an office people can see me I don't care I'll just sit there at my desk and I'll just breathe and like release and everything calms down and then it's lovely to carry on particularly you know if I'm dealing with silly neighbor to neighbor complaints it's a really wonderful <laughs> way to stay nourished throughout the day that doesn't cost doesn't require doesn't um you know need a different environment it's just a promise to self to take a minute of reflection um and work doesn't get impacted like there's the the ripple effect of that is internal which then shows up with all the other interactions that i participate in which then those other people right if they wanted to fight or if they were in a different state when you come into somebody who's calm and you know feels like a breath of fresh air it pushes on them too and follows them in through the rest of their day. So, um, you know, it's, it's a beautiful way to care for yourself and a beautiful way to create a, a very easy uh, love dusting, if you will, in and among others that you interact with too. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember that you're doing it from a place of observation observation of observing how you're feeling what's going on and you know I mean 
I've gotten to the place where, you know, I will, it, it almost becomes a habit. It's like, mm -hmm. I'll it feel and I'm like, oh yeah. yeah, well, because I'm feeling the stress or I'm mm -hmm. whatever's happening and, you know, I'm human. Sometimes I'm just like, whatever. Um, but again, it's coming from that place of serving. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so real case in point, my menstrual cycle has obviously changed over the years, as well as the hormones. <laughs> and this real sense of Jekyll and Hyde happening inside me. And because I've, you know, slowed down, connected to body, I can choose more consciously how to navigate that hormone influx, because it really does feel physiological. Um, but I have that awareness now, which means I'm not running around being a total asshole because I'm just like hyper activated and reacting instead of being proactive and connected. And that has been a game changer in all of my relationships, particularly in the immediate household, um, because I'm I'm just a nicer person, even though I'm still having these feelings. Right. So this is like a powerful way that these changes come in um, once you pay attention. And again, it's not, not like a big event to pay attention. It's just creating safety that grows over time to um, open up the mind to see more of what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so in this, this is like one element of it is managing the self, right? And it's it's critical. And so if you're new to um, business, we hear about mindset, mindset, mindset. Well, I've got a new word for you guys, and it's heart set. <laughs> it's yeah. like yes. heart and mind connection. But we come from love. I really feel soul exists in the heart and then, you know, can operate through the mind, the consciousness. So in your heart set, you're loving and caring and knowing yourself and being a, a good steward and a good nurturer of yourself. Now we can take that forward and apply that in our business and bring in elements of structure without constriction um, and be a good steward of the systems there while healing ourselves continuously in that too. So if you're in business and you feel hectic and you feel chaotic and you feel overrun by it, um, Heather is going to now walk you through a bit of um, in your face, personal radical, personal responsibility around why is that and what are you doing and how can you start to then bring the awareness that we've talked about with self into, you know, being a, an effective and a flowy CEO? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, really like bringing in this self-love component, this compassion mm -hmm. component. And I think that's where um, I come in a lot is, you know, for example, when I get on the phone with people and they're like, I've been dreading this for two days or I've had anxiety for two days, you know, it's bringing in that compassion instead of, you know, I guess 
the traditional person is just like, well, get over it and move on type of a thing, which is what we're really used to. I mean, I, I've had a couple of clients who, you know, haven't filed taxes for a couple of years and mm -hmm. they're starting to get notices from the state or the IRS and, you know, and it's, and I, I tell them, I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's, let's look at it. Let's do this instead of like, how dare you? What were you thinking? Like the shame awesome. element yeah. mm -hmm. and, you know, really, and truly they've already shamed themselves enough. And so it's mm -hmm. really, and, and I think that's what happens in business as well, or, or whatever. It's that, you know, we have these situations where maybe, we promised ourselves that we were going to be more visible or we were going to go live or we were going to talk to that person or whatever it is. And that doesn't happen. It's that we bring this big level of shame into it. And so it's really looking at, okay, where can I bring this level of compassion in and be compassionate with myself and then start to unpack, okay, well, what's going on? Why is this happening? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I not doing this thing? And so it's really this dance between being compassionate with yourself um, and really looking at, okay, what are these edges that I can really put myself, become uncomfortable essentially? Because mm -hmm. honestly, our growth as a human and as a business owner is going to be in those uncomfortable moments. And mm -hmm. my mentor tells me, and she was just telling us at a retreat recently, and I'm just like, oh my God, like it, it, like I cringe hearing it just like, why? But it really is when I'm in these really uncomfortable places and then kind of look back and I'm like, wow, like I, I thank myself for like, getting myself through that like wow look mm -hmm. at what we did to get through mm -hmm. this to kind of get to the other side of this and sometimes it's really small things sometimes it really is just about becoming more you know consistent with how we're showing up on social media or consistent you know and i think too we really have to look at the systems that the world has designed and start to ask the question what is an alternative to this? So mm -hmm. if you really are, you know, not, you know, a social media person or whatever it is, you know, really looking at like, what's alternative to me being online all the time? You know, what's the alternative? One of the things I um, used to tell my clients a lot, especially when they couldn't quote unquote, like afford something, they really wanted something or whatever it was, was to ask the question, like, how can I make this possible? Mm -hmm. Like, how can I, uh, you know, make this extra money or how can I do this thing to make this whatever outcome, like I'd like to do this retreat or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so you're not solving the problem. You're intuitively asking the universe for help mm -hmm. in a solution. Because I think that's the thing too, is that we want to just figure out, we, we want to put a bunch of action towards stuff. We just yes. make action. But a lot of times the action is that what we need to be taking is quote unquote, not action, which is tuning in. Because when you start to tune in and you start to quiet down and you start to settle down and you're not in this place of like, meh, 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 in this chaos, 
you start to actually hear these intuitive nudges of like, oh, well, what about this? Or like reach out to this person or, you know, you see a billboard or you see a newspaper ad, or I don't know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. or you hear somebody talking about this thing, like you are more consciously aware of everything that's happening Mm -hmm. when you're not in this space of chaos. So that's kind of what I would say when you're in this space of like, I feel massively uncomfortable. It's not the point to push yourself to this, like, I feel unsafe, uncomfortable place. It's to start to ask the questions. Well, why do I feel unsafe? Can I get to a place of feeling safe? And if the answer is no, then are there alternatives or like, what is the deeper thing that's happening here? Yes. How can I bring a new self-directed solution and change if I don't like what's happening? Right. And so if, when you're running a business, it's easy for the business to start to run you over. There's your commercial jingle for the day. I'm full of them. <laughs> so um, if it's feeling that way, Heather, in, in the uh, preamble, you had said to a certain degree, we attract our own chaos. And this is like, how then can we take responsibility for that and bring forward something else? And, you know, uh, there's such simple things that we can do as we work on ourselves and expand our capacity and our experience of external circumstances and having a few key systems in place will help create safety in that discomfort. So the example that's come up a lot here is um, the bookkeeping client who is having anxiety around meeting with, you know, the beautiful and delightful and loving Heather (laughs) who's not at all intimidating or like uh, shaming or judging because of what they're feeling. So a simple thing that, that that person could do is pour a big glass of wine and grab all their receipts and just list them in a spreadsheet, right? Date, description, amount, and then Now you've done something uncomfortable, but you didn't die. No one got hurt. The house is still standing. You know, there was no electrical circuit misfire. And now you've gone through one of these iterations of like, oh, okay, I can do this. And then you get to experience the benefit, the result of that, of like, holy, this is cool. And, you know, these expenses may end up in this amount of tax return, which is like why I love doing taxes every year. It's like, what's my return going to be? Or, you know, um, how much did I spend? Oh, my gosh, in the business last year. I don't want to know, but I have to know because it's it's a metric to follow. So there's there's ways that we can heal ourselves when we become better stewards of the systems we're using. And this is like this beautiful 
dynamic relationship between you, the business owner, and your business. And if you want your business to succeed, you have to be the future CEO now. And you have to, you know, and I don't mean that from a pressure state, but I mean that from like a fitness conditioning state of running something that is going to support you and be easy for you to run as a solopreneur, as a, you know, a busy-ish woman who's got different elements of life, who doesn't want to be at the computer 12 hours a day. And if you are at the computer 12 hours a day, why are you at the computer? Is that like, are you selling? Are you serving? Are you, um, you know, creating or are you filling a void because you're scared to let go of that chaos to because of what you might see below it but if you stay in that pattern it very well could weigh you down from this more this you know seeing the no longer unseeable things um, so you want to set yourself free and provide some basic foundations and in baby steps where it's as simple as emptying the shoebox of receipts and just itemizing them. And if you don't even want to use a computer, use a journal and then take pictures and send it to your bookkeeper or accountant because they can work with that. P.S. There's all kinds of apps that can translate that and make it digital. <laughs> so like, don't even don't even sweat. Yeah. It Exactly. So, and I think for, you know, like what, and, and that's kind of where it started for me was like, you know, there's these apps, there's all these things, like, why is it so difficult for people to do this? And that's where I really uncovered these like deeper layers of, of trauma, essentially. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, And of, you know, not being compassionate, you know, just being really mean and bullish to ourselves about like, oh my gosh. And, you know, and it is a big fear about like, how much should I spend? And, um, and that's where, you know, helping to heal those areas, but also helping to set up the systems throughout the year so that, you know, you don't get in this situation. And I think this is really in any layer of business, but really this applies to like our household and everything else in our life. 100%, yeah. Systems are everywhere. And, you know, one really drive it home image and concept that came to me, you guys, is um, water. I mean, water is just, I don't know, I'm so in love with water right now. It's, it's a huge theme. It's coming up in the women's circles. It's coming up in all kinds of places as um, a symbol for ourselves to consider. And so water is what it's always surrounded by ground so water the flowiest most you know beautiful fluid full cycle where it feet where it gives and receives in of itself um is contained by ground if i pour water on my desk right now what's going to happen it's going to spill all over the place but if I hold it in this amazing cup that I had my stepdaughter buy for me, <laughs> and you are amazing, <laughs> it's it's there. I can drink it. I can look at it. I can contain it. So if we come from water, from the womb, we need water for survival and water needs some structure around it. You know, what 
how can we say that we're not like water? We're better than water. We don't need that either. We all like a little bit of tenderness, a little bit of comfort, a little bit of safety in running our business, in running ourselves, in, you know, interacting with the world around us. So it's uh, like, hopefully I'm articulating that pretty well. And if there's anything you want to play off of that, because it's still a very new concept, but um, it, I think it's just so powerful and, you know, a good reminder of what we think we're avoiding isn't actually in service of ourselves, which is a lot of what you've been saying, Heather, what we're avoiding is as a result of being, you know, holding on to things that, that don't actually help us achieve what we want to achieve. And we have to be comfortable with the discomfort of exploring them in order to get through to the other side. Yeah, exactly. That was so beautifully said. I love the, like the container it's it, and it needs a ground grounded container in order to be held. And that's such a beautiful example. That came from up there. Like, yeah. <laughs> Let's use and that. I think Let's... we're in a water. Yeah. We're, and I think we're, are we in a water season? Isn't know. Pisces like considered, well, we're getting ready to go into Pisces. We're getting ready. Anyway, I think we are in a water season. So that's probably why you're thinking like water is so um, prevalent right now. Prevalent. Yeah. Huge, huge. I, I mean, these simple examples we can learn from, right? Beautiful metaphors that I love. So um, this has just been so gorgeous. Uh, it's been really great to, you know, even just spend this time and go deeper together because I've, I've seen your heart, I've seen your light. And um, clearly it was just time for us to, you know, come closer and share um, well, and thank co-create you. together. Yes, thank you. Oh, pleasure is all mine. So tell us, like, I think you've got a book underway and where can we, you know, what do you want to promote as we... Okay, close up the episode here and I'll put the links in the show notes, of course. And um, yeah, I mean the main part, main place you can find me is my website, heatherdoran.biz. Um, have a lot of information there. I do, I do have a book coming out this year. I'm in the process of writing it right now, and it's um really it, it's it's been an interesting journey. Like you don't think that writing you're just like, oh, you just tell the stories, but mm-hmm. um, it's interesting writing. And I think this is where kind of the journaling process comes in is, is the things that you uncover mm-hmm. <laughs> through the writing process. Mm-hmm. Um, I did write uh, a chapter in a collaborative book last year, and that was interesting. The things that kind of came up to the surface. And then now again, um, I'm, I'm peeling back the layers of my story where, uh, at least this part of the book of where my mom left. My mom left when I was two mm-hmm. and, um, really peeling back the deeper layer of, you know, for me, it's been deeper than just being left or abandoned, but it's the ongoing story that I wasn't even worthy enough to, for you to stay. Yeah. And so, you know, that's been 40 years of like where my unworthiness comes from, which, you know, the point of, of uncovering that is where does that then seed into every little thing that I have attempted to do Mm -hmm. throughout my life and my business and where, where has, where does that show up? 
And so it's helping that little person inside of me feel safe and basically tell her to go play so that I can run the business. So anyway, my long story to say, you can find me. Find you on the website. website. (laughs) But like that, you know, that right there is your book promotion. Everything because you're smiling as you say it and it pulls on the tender parts of the heart to hear that and um but that you can absorb that and find love and know that that was her story and it's not yours and it doesn't mean anything about you is so important because we will attach to how we interpret the world responding to us but really we're in charge of how we respond. And so you don't get much better leverage or sense of worthiness than the one you can give yourself. Like that's, that's a real transformational and a really important message for us, particularly with, you know, the themes of what we've talked about in this conversation. So yeah, I'm excited to see that book come out and kudos to you because they're a huge undertaking and you know, what else gets revealed as a result is, um, kind of exciting and uncomfortable yeah. but safe <laughs> yeah it it really is and I think you know it's it's really giving people evidence that you know they can do it too yeah. and yeah. um and not from a space of like I did this overnight which mm-hmm. I think the internet has been really great at look at mm-hmm. what I I just did this I woke up and I had ten thousand dollars in my account well yeah, but you did a lot of things before that $10,000 showed up. Yeah. And that's really where our healing journey is, is, you know, it, it, I mean, we're, you know, four or five years into like, yes, I'm just now kind of noticing that story, but I'm also four or five years into like healing these deeper levels of myself. So, you know, so that I can show up in this compassionate way towards, this, you know, inner part that feels so deeply wounded and so hurt and so abandoned and, you know, give her that love that she so deserves. And, and then, and then tell her to go play because really the reality is, is that for a lot of us and for myself, a lot of times is that that little four-year-old child is running the business and they're running our life. And we see it every day at work. We see it going to McDonald's or Burger King or, you know, it's that we've, we have these little wounded children that are walking around and it, it's not, a, you know, not to shame them, but it's their little four-year-old is running around and they're running the show. And a lot of times they just don't know any better. And so we have to really come to this place of, of like, you know, helping them feel safe that while they're out playing, we're going to still be here and we're going to support them and go run and play. And I'm going to, I'm going to be the adult, like do the adulting stuff um, and making that feel safe internally and externally. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Just going to, let that sink in for a minute. And Heather, just thank you so much. That was an incredible conversation with an incredible person. And just look forward to, you know, 
staying connected and supporting each other and seeing you online and, and who knows where else. Um, yeah, online. thank you. Have a great rest of your day.